It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. All I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country every single week. And we bring this to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Something a little different this week. We're going to hear a great interview with J.D. Hayworth, the former congressman and now TV commentator. Coach Pete Deruta has a far-reaching conversation covering everything from politics to his time at NC State. But first, we've got to talk about the week. All right, the latest numbers released this week show that inflation went up a bit more than expected. The consumer price index increased 0.1% for the month. That's 8.3% over the past year. And the numbers do indicate, hey, the economy showing signs of more trouble on the horizon. All you have to do is look at the market, or perhaps you'd rather not. Stocks were down on Thursday, and that rolled into Friday as well. Thursday numbers, the S&P fell 1.1%. The benchmark index is now down 4.1% for the week, following the biggest pullback for the market in more than two years on Tuesday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 0.6%, and the NASDAQ Composite slid 1.4%. The downward trend continued Friday, the S&P dipping below 3,900 level. That puts money managers on edge for sure. Well, what does it mean? Well, drastic times call for drastic measures. And most agree, the Fed probably going to implement the biggest interest rate increase in more than 40 years. At this point, starting to feel like this is more than a paper loss, and it is having an impact on people in or near retirement. That's one more reason to check in with your advisor. Make sure they're being proactive with your portfolio. On to jobs. According to the Labor Department, the number of Americans applying for unemployment fell by 5,000 to 213,000 this week. That's the fewest since late May. However, first-time applicants are usually because of layoffs. Stay tuned for more on that one. Employers added 315,000 jobs in August. The unemployment rate rose to 3.7%. Now that said, many businesses are desperate to find workers posting more than 11 million job openings in July. That translates to almost two job vacancy for every unemployed American. Huh, guess we'll have to see what that means. Well, about those mortgage rates, yeah, up above 6% this week for the first time in 14 years. According to data released Thursday by Freddie Mac, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, that's the most popular home loan product, jumped to 6.02% this week, nearly double what it was just nine months ago. Oh, and it hasn't been this high since November of 2008. Sound familiar to those of us who were in the market in 2008? Well, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, demand for mortgages has fallen as quickly as rates have risen. Total application volume fell for the fifth week in a row. Refinances are off 83% from where they were just a year ago. Well, hang on to your shingles. The housing market is really cooling down. According to Redfin, for the first time since March of 2021, the average sale price of a home is selling for less than asking. 
Chief economist for Redfin says this is the sharpest turn in the housing market since the crash of 2008. We spent more in August than we did in July, even with inflation. The sales figures for August largely boosted by higher spending on vehicles. Sales to purchases at cars and trucks, as well as parts dealers, rose 2.8% last month. And finally, the folks over at HBO Max are taking some heat for photoshopping out heaters. Yeah, I'm talking about cigarettes. Take a look at the retouched poster for McCabe and Mrs. Miller and the life and times of Roy Bean. Now, in the former, Warren Beatty is seen with his hand in some sort of odd position where there was once a cigarette. Same goes for Paul Newman and the Roy Bean poster. By removing the cigarette, his hand is still near his mouth. It just looks odd. Cinephiles on Twitter, well, they're taking HBO to task. For example, Itty on Twitter says, Disgusting. It's the age of woke. Far worse is yet to come in the way of tampering with movies, TV series, and media. Alas. And that was just the beginning of the comments. That was actually one of the kinder ones. All right, so I'm no fan of cigarettes, but still, those movies came out in 1971 and 1972, and at that point, I think more people smoked than didn't. So who do they think they're trying to help here? It just seems silly to me. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And this week is a little bit different, as I mentioned. We've got America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta, talking with recovering politician J.D. Hayworth. Now, he served as a Republican representative of Arizona's 5th District for 12 years. He currently hosts a primetime TV show. Hayworth hails from High Point, North Carolina, and attended NC State. And you know, Coach Pete's going to quiz him on that. It's a wide-ranging conversation. I think you'll like it. They talk politics, they talk media, they even talk a little bit about retirement. Let's jump in right here. Greetings from Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale. It likes to think of itself as the westmost western town, and critics <laughs> call it the west's most midwestern town. But here I, here I am representing the southeast and the great southwest, and it's so good to be with you today. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, sir. Well, you've got a Super Bowl coming in this year to your area, don't you? Yes, that means a whole lot of Eddie money, a whole <laughs> lot of Johnny paycheck, Johnny cash. and But you know what's interesting? When you do the comparative studies, and we're, don't get me wrong, always happy to have the Super Bowl in, but you take a look at the sport that is so closely identified with where you and I grew up in the Southeast. When we have our big NASCAR races out here, the, the multiplying effect on our economy I, I, the big secret is it comes pretty close to the Super Bowl. Wow. So it's been remarkable. And please don't let the guys in Rockingham know <laughs> I'm the guy who stole the race to bring it out here to PIR. There's a story <laughs> behind that, but I don't want guys throwing rocks at you or me, so we'll stick to the issues today. Well, one of my best memories, I was 10 years old. I, I grew up in Scotland County, which is only about 20 minutes from the Rock, this, the Speedway there, and Dad used to take us here. They had two races a year. He'd take us to the first one. We'd sit in the infield and eat chicken. I used to love to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken as a 10-year-old, and every now and then you'd see some cars go by. <laughs> that was my oh, enjoyment. Man, you bet. <laughs> what, what a great place. And I remember going down to Rockingham on the JLC Webb thoroughfare that took you there into Richmond County. So, yeah, lots of great memories of that area and of, uh, well, NC State and of back home in High Point. So it's just great to be with you today. You know, High Point back in the day when you were there, I mean, it was the furniture capital of the world. Still doing Yeah, good. and High Point remains so. You yep. know, when you stop and think, and I don't know if we've really given High Point the credit, but think about when this happened maybe about a half century to 60 years after after the Civil War, 
And the city fathers of High Point said there needs to be a place for furniture exposition, and thus the Southern Furniture Exposition was born. Now, the sad fact is that a lot of the manufacturing has left High Point, but when the furniture shows come to town, you have everybody from all over the world continuing to come to High Point, North Carolina. And I don't know if we've really reflected on what that has meant both to that area and to the entire state. And now as we take a look at our economy, sadly, so much of the manufacturing pulling out of the United States and heading for places like China, and that would include the furniture industry. Well, you know, when I think of High Point, I think of furniture, and I also think of High Point University and Nito Cubain, who's done a great job of turning that school around, and they're uh, they're on the, the front of any hey, kids' boy, uh, recommendations. You, you went to Carolina, you went to Carolina, I went to State, but we can say great things about HPU. <laughs> it's great school. And I can remember Nito, this shows you how life changes, <laughs> Coach Pete, I first remember I first remember Nito as one of my counselors up at Camp Cheerio, which back then was run by the High Point YMCA and up in I guess the Roaring Gap area in the western part of the state. Yeah, but Nito and the folks at HPU have done a remarkable job. He had me come up to uh, speak about 12 years ago there on campus uh, to one of his business schools, and uh, and we also incorporated media in there because we do we do a lot of media here for our for our company, and and he was just an outstanding guy, and I, and right then I said, gosh, I, if if this would if I would have known about him when I was looking for colleges, I would have tried to go to High Point because he teaches all his students how to make money after they get out of college, which is a novel concept these days, especially after this student loan forgiveness act that was just passed. Well, that's exactly the case, and uh, they do prepare uh, young people for a business environment, for a career, and that's so important. And as you mentioned this, this really is a nice segue into uh, political policy and economic policy. Only two things we really need to know. The late, great Milton Friedman pointed this out. If you want less of something, tax it. And conversely, if you want more of something, subsidize it. And so this this uh, move by uh, by uh, Mr. Biden to uh, forgive student debt loan, uh, in addition to being kind of a crass political move before the midterms, it is going to create problems. I just and this is not partisan. This comes from somebody at Harvard who advised the Obama White House, Jason Furman, on uh, Twitter pouring roughly half trillion dollars of gasoline on the inflationary fire that's already burning is reckless. Yeah, it, it and, makes uh, no sense. No, it, it's Doesn't. just it's bad news. But the good news is there are people like Coach Pete and those of us who listen closely to try to avoid uh, the shoals, I guess the outer banks of economic policy in these troubling times. Well, a lot of people don't realize when you hear about, uh, you know, and, and one other thing, a tangent off of that is the president, and, and this is on all the talk shows anyway, so we're not going to waste a lot of time here, but does he really have authority to do what the House is supposed to do to begin with? That's quite true, and that'll end up in court. Yep. Uh, it depends on the Supreme Court's on recess until the first Monday in October. It is conceivable they could convene an emergency session to take this up, but don't bet on it. So it's it's funny. The money doesn't just come from a money tree. So if I'm going to give you, if I'm going to forgive $10,000 of debt for you, I'm going to reach over to Thomas, my producer. I'm going to take 10000 out of his back pocket and give it to you because there's no money for coming from, I mean, there's no magic money. It comes from one person to go to another. 
That's exactly right. This is a classic transfer of wealth from people who aren't wealthy. (laughs) That single mom who's working hard, whose kids, it's going to be tough for them to go to college. She's paying now for the loans of others who have gotten an education and who may or may not have put put that education to work. Folks, we're, we're talking to former Congressman J.D. Hayworth, and he's joining us from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And, J.D., you wrote a book called Whatever It Takes, and I know Sean Hannity wrote the intro to that. Yeah, that book is now uh, a decade and a half old, and I wish I had been wrong about what I had to write, Coach Pete. But basically, I was trying to warn everybody about the problem with the border, how it would depress wages, and the ongoing national security threat it represents. because. Wow. Uh, border security is national security, and that's another situation where there, there, there's no longer a southern border. So what does that mean in terms of you take a look at the people coming into the country, Coach Pete, uh, 60% of them single uh, men of military age from around the world? Uh, gee, I think that fits the classic definition of invasion. Yeah, that's what I've been telling all my friends, and they're just looking at me. They're saying, no, they're coming over here to help. <laughs> Help themselves to our money is what they're going to help. Yeah, well, the problem is in the Wall Street Journal, let's just name names. The Wall Street Journal has been the leading culprit in this. Uh, Post 9-11, the scales fell from my eyes. I said, hang on a minute. You know, every nation has the right to both establish its borders and to establish immigration policy. This notion, hey, these people are coming to wash our dishes or mow our lawns or whatever. There may be a portion of them who are doing that, but a whole lot of people are coming here with crime on their minds and, dare I say it, with actions against the United States on their minds. And unless and until we recognize that, we are, as we used to say on the playground, cruising for a bruising. But this is not going to be just a playground dust-up. It carries incredible consequences. There'll come a time where people will realize that the media's terms they use to make things seem not so bad, uh, they're, they're going to reach the end of accepting that because they, they went from calling them illegal aliens, which they are. They're, they're, not, they're not here legally, so they're illegal. Now they call them migrants. And so it doesn't sound that bad. The migrants are coming here to help. But, J.D., I mean, one out of ten or one out of a hundred are bad guys? That's going to be a bad thing for everyone here. Yeah, you can play the percentages, but but the fact is you're quite right. What we have seen happen, and this is why there is such consternation about what we used to call journalism. It is morphed into uh, to newspeak, uh, kind of like what we read in George Orwell's 1984. Yep. And you're quite right. This term, whether it's migrants or even abusing the term immigrant, understand immigration is a lawful action. What is going on right now is not immigration. It is an invasion. These people are illegal aliens. There is no indignity in accuracy. That is what the term is. And when we engage in euphemism, Coach Pete, we are simply engaging in delusion, distortion, and sad to say, just flat out lying. You know, it always amazes me when they try to say, well, there's only 10 million of them there. Well, how do they know? They've been letting them in and not even seeing them. So it's 50 million. Let me tell you, you'll appreciate this with your (laughs) economics background. I quote the book, The 11 Million. That's a decade and a half ago. You know who had that out? Bear Stearns. Is Bear Stearns still around? I don't think so. But the illegal alien problem continues. In fact, when you extrapolate through the intergenerational and the miracle of biology, we're probably looking at close to 
80, if not 100 million illegals when all is said and done. And we're giving them money once they come here. A lot of, a lot of them are qualifying for government programs. And that's, I mean, that's yeah, taking well, money from yeah. us again. Yeah, if you, if you want to grow something, subsidize it. Yep. And what we are doing, <laughs> we are subsidizing illegal behavior. Subsidizing our demise, and it doesn't make any sense sometimes when you look at it. But anyway, hey, we have a couple more minutes here, and I wanted to touch on some fun things. Now, let's talk about your what got you to NC State. Well, two two words: Lou Holtz. Good Coach guy. Holtz recruited me, and uh, the joke is, he said, "Oh no, we're going to sign that kid from High Point. I got to take that job with the New York Jets." But uh, no, it was it was a great experience at State. Uh, had some health problems that sidelined me in football. So the joke is I was recruited as right tackle, but ended up left out. <laughs> However, I got to be student body president my senior year. Nice. I started in radio back in High Point at age 14. So I would also do work with sports information and the, what was then called the Wolfpack Sports Network. And no less a Carolina grad than Woody Durham gave me my break in television back when Channel 28 was the NBC affiliate back circa 1979-80. So I started in television back there and had the good help of uh, the voice of the Tar Heels, Woody Durham, in doing so. And then from uh, Raleigh-Durham to Greenville-Spartanburg-Asheville to Cincinnati, and then in 1987 to Phoenix, where uh, after seven years on the air, I answered the call to run and was elected to the Congress of the United States, and it's been incredible. The only downside is I don't get back to North Carolina as often as I would like. Well, next time you do, you make sure to let us know ahead of time. We'll have you right in the studio, and that'd be good. It's good to see you two in person. Well, Coach Pete, I look forward to that, and since you're a tax expert, we'll figure out a way that I can expense that <laughs> so I can I can. We'll say this is an official interview with uh, my business, your business, and figure out a way to get me back in studio sometime soon. Well, I can sure benefit from a guy who used to be on the House Ways and Means Committee myself. I can probably learn a lot from you. I know I could. And you also, one final thing, I wanted to make sure people know this. You were uh, you had something to do with HR seven forty three. That's a Social Security Protection Act of two thousand four. Yeah, we we just wanted to make sure. Because demographically, and truth be told, you and I are heading in this direction pretty quickly. It's kind of a shock. But back when we were working that 20 years ago, it almost seemed like uh, something far away. Well, we understand it. I'm sure you tell oh, those yeah. who, in your words, retirement ain't that far away. Social Security is an important, uh, important resource. But woe to anyone who tries to depend solely on Social Security, yeah. primarily because of, of what we're seeing now, the demographic bulge. Uh, the baby boom is going kaboom demographically in terms of those of us moving into our 60s and eventually into our so-called retirement years. The good news is a lot of us don't want to retire. The realistic news is that uh, it is tough for uh, today's workforce to support Social Security recipients of tomorrow. So we tried to find rational, reasonable ways to augment Social Security to make sure it's there for Americans. But, uh, you know, our kids instinctively, Coach Pete, take a look at this. The polling question was asked, gosh, 20 years ago, what is more likely? They asked this of kids uh, uh, from, I guess, uh, 16 to 24. What's more likely? Uh, finding extraterrestrial life 
or you getting Social Security benefits when you reach your 60s. And I don't need to joke about it. The truth was the kids said, oh, we're, we're going to come in contact with extraterrestrial life. Social Security won't be there for us. Well, I hope that's not the case, but we need to make to help people understand they need to supplement things. They need to plan for the future because relying on government ain't the way to go. Well, speaking of UFOs, have you watched the news lately? <laughs> They're trying to make contact. <laughs> there we go. And, well, hey, you kidding me? As a graduate of Moo U, I'm, I'm seeing what Tucker is talking about with all the with all the cattle uh, uh, carvings up, uh, oh, yeah. cattle mutilations. Seen you know, that. that's kind of scary stuff. So, uh, and even my old, uh, a couple of my old constituents in Snowflake, Arizona, those were the guys who back in the '80s claimed to have been uh, abducted. Wow. Now, uh, I didn't exactly ask for their endorsement, but, hey, I would have been happy to have them vote for me. They're, they were entitled to secret ballots, but we have some of my friends out here in Arizona who say they have taken a trip from Arizona to uh, those ethereal realms aboard those ships. But that's a whole other topic, Coach Pete, for <laughs> another visit. Well, I really appreciate your time today, J.D. Hey, Coach, look forward to getting back together with you and uh, – you know, it's just wise to think about the future because it gets here quicker than we know. Absolutely. Folks, his name is J.D. Hayworth. And the name of the book, Whatever It Takes, I would recommend. Uh, it's still in print uh, out there, J.D. You can get it on Amazon, I'm it sure. It sure is. Yep. Available wherever fine books are sold. <laughs> and that's why Bezos is making a ton with Amazon.com. <laughs> hey, will you take care, my friend? You too, Coach Pete. Let's talk again soon. Yes, sir. So that's it. Episode 161 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week. It's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you every week, just subscribe to it and it will be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, anywhere you download your podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, and be sure and rate and share the podcast. We've got a lot of pizza to go around, folks. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. Find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Chrissy Paradis for contributing content to this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the palatial studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.